what's going on ladies and gentlemen council of elders episode 7 is in session a special episode today because we have the one and only Tyrael leading today's episode with me Tyrael how are you doing buddy good brother yourself I'm uh, I'm doing amazing if not a little stressed from IRL work but it's okay that is life I'm excited to be here with you, the amazing Saro, the amazing Rye Guy, and of course, everyone knows Keenan. How is everybody doing, Saro, Rye Guy, Keenan? How are you guys? Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Doing great. Yeah. I love that Keenan brought his pet frog. Did you really? Where's that pet frog? To be honest, it wasn't seen. I need it now. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? Pet That's frog? gonna be a crowd favorite. We need to get him back. Man, I'm a little bummed yeah, out. I didn't see yeah. uh, the frog. Bring, bring that frog back. I didn't see it either. I am getting him. I am getting him. <laughs> He's summoning his brother to bring his frog to him. <laughs> Hashtag ban billball. Hashtag ban billball. You can see it even. I'm not sure because not watching the stream right now on the second. No, huh? a little, for, oh, little for lower, a little lower. News. A little lower. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my man, gosh. I was expecting like a bullfrog, like you know, an actual. That's, that's like, what a I expected. <laughs> oh my God. Please throw the frog at Keenan. <laughs> All right. Nikolai says he's got an important question. I wonder Ooh, what that is. Nikolai has an important question. Right off the bat, is with he? the questions, what, what's the important question, Nikolai? Oh, it's, oh, for, it's Bilbo. for Bilbo. It's not for us. Bilbo's right. not even here. Right, he can ask. <laughs> he can ask. I am asking as uh, I am answering as Bilbo. You're answering as Bilbo. All right, we got a new mayor of uh, Port Wynn, everybody. A new mayor. Yeah, I'm not sure that that was a fair election in the first place. You know, <laughs> I, I, I've heard a lot of rumors about unilateral, you know, appointing of, of positions. I'm, I'm not sure that uh, it was it was necessarily fair election. I mean. It's it but the seems blockchain doesn't lie. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. It, it's as fair as it could be. He was there first. <laughs> it's just like uh, the old times, dude. You you get there, you stick your flag in it, and then you defend your turf until someone else takes it. I guess, huh? This yeah. is like medieval stuff, dude. That's you know maybe that'll. That's that's true. Very true. <laughs> I'm distracted by this frog. If anyone else, I don't know if anyone else is, but <laughs> it's been pretty great. No, yeah, he's great. <laughs> All right. Let's hop into today's episode. The content that we have is really, as you all know, classes came out. We've got a whole bunch of new content in the game. Unity has been out for a, a month now. So taking a look back at that release, uh, I think we've learned a lot this last month. Um, and uh, I know from Ryguy, Saro, and obviously you, Tyrael, and then Keenan, you're kind of the, the community voice here. Uh, you know, there's a lot of experiences that came along with UnityPort and of course with classes now the last couple of weeks. Um, but this really is just a conversation uh, about the future of crypto raiders and all of that that I just mentioned. So let's just hop right into it. Tyrael, let's just get your opening thoughts on you know the release of Unity the last month, how much we learned from that, and then you know the release and launch of classes, which were which was super exciting. Yeah, man. Uh, you know, starting with Unity. Um, you know, that was a huge move forward for, for crypto raiders to, to get unity out something that, you know, the, the team has been working on for man, six, seven months, um, you know, heads down, really, really glad that we got it out. You know, 
we weren't super excited about some of the bug issues that we had at launch. You know, it took a little bit longer than we would have liked to get the desktop clients out. You know, and we know that some users had some issues initially, but we've made a big grounds over the past few weeks on improving a lot of those those issues that were uh, present on launch. Um, you know, like the ability to reconnect to dungeons. If you do run into an issue, uh, we were just looking at our Sentry account that, you know, logs all crashes and issues and that they've been, I mean, drastically reduced, you know, by 99%. There's, you know, only occasional issues that we're seeing these crashes coming up on, which is is great, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, in the future, as we, you know, continue to grow, adding additional servers, that way our friends in all the parts of the world are able to easily connect and, they're, you know, they don't have, you know, the same lag issues. That's one thing that is coming up right now is because our servers are based in, you know, central U.S., you know, if you're playing from Turkey, let's say, or, you know, you're playing from, you know, the other side of the world, you can see how that latency, right, starts to kick up. So mm. uh, all things that, you know, we, we've we've been looking at and uh, will improve. Uh, but I think that the the launch, getting that out is awesome. Being able to, to download a desktop client, open up the Crypto Raiders game is, is amazing. Um, and then also just looking forward towards, you know, the mobile builds. Um, made a lot of strides on the uh, APK build um, and reformatting that towards a, 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 a format that makes sense for mobile. Um, obviously, you know, there's a lot of UI things and, and stuff that needed to be adjusted on that end. Um, and then we submitted our application for Apple test flights. So that way we can get on to iOS. Um, and that'll be, you know, really scoping all of the users, right? We yeah. got the Mac build, we got Windows, we've got WebGL, and then we've got, you know, the mobile builds out, which is great. Um, yeah, classes was was awesome to get out, man. Really, really excited, you know, about that release. The one thing that is tough about classes is we only released one tier of the classes, right? Mm -hmm. So being that we're only one tier into the classes, and, you know, obviously there tends to be, you know, a, a very deep tree, all the, the classes are kind of at a different place in their development, right? Like some Raiders tier one talents may be much more impactful than other tier one, you know, talents, right? Like, so for example, what are the big ones like Druid, Druid OP right now, right? Or uh, people are feeling like, hey, Wizard maybe is a little underpowered. But mm -hmm. as that tree goes deeper, right? A lot of those characters start to make a lot more sense, you know, like Wizard will slap, you know, guaranteed Wizard will slap. It just takes a little bit of time for that, yeah. you know, tree to get a little deeper. So um it's a good you know step in the first direction you know we've been working really hard on the uh tier two talents uh the team is on the game design side has just been really humming doing a ton of work behind the scenes um on you know improving the game and coming out with some new features that we're really stoked about um but yeah man uh i think overall the uh the class release has been a, a great you know first step mm -hmm. towards you know implementing some some deeper gameplay and you know as we expand into that tier uh, two tree it gets even cooler uh, dude the the knight and the paladin are cool ass classes the game design team did a really great job my, the paladin is one of my favorite how the paladin kind of floats between two different sides you know whether he's holy or he's corrupted and uh, they get access to different parts of the talent tree based on you know which direction they're going holy or corrupted mm. and it's just like balance that you kind of have to like keep the character in you know so maybe you, you 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 ride the middle and you don't really like tap into the deeper parts of the tree of either one or maybe you're like full-blown corrupted or full-blown holy right um 
it's a really fun character energy dynamic that I haven't really seen yet. I think the community is going to be really fired up about zero could probably talk a lot more in depth about it than I can. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it's in a way it's like you're playing two different characters. Right. And then depending on how you play out that one game, you'll change between the two different forms that you have and you'll get access to a whole different type of class. Or maybe you decide like, Hey, I want my, my paladin to like only want to go dark mode. So your paladin will, exclusively cast dark spells and they'll only be spec into those spells maybe you'll want to be like the hybrid and you'll be switching between the two and that'll give you a lot more of the utility that you're looking for i'm, I'm stoked to see people get to play with those but but, it, but it's kind of like what you're saying though you still only get that when we only start with that first tree you really don't get the full identity of the class and when you're looking at the paladin whose identity is split in half you're you're not gonna you're really not gonna be able to fully feel what the paladin can do until they're three four maybe five branches in because then they'll start really getting access to a lot of the things and that's kind of what's happening with the mage too right because a lot of people are feeling like the mage is feeling a little bit weak the uh what is it the the silent spell that the mage has in the altercation tree i mean it in a 1v1 scenario that spell does not feel very great but in a multiplayer scenario when you're able to lock somebody down like imagine you're playing a game you're playing a game where there's a mage on the other team there are two mages on each side of the on each side of the field the first mage to silence the other mage gets a huge edge on that other mage in that kind of battle it's just there aren't enough spells for the mages to cast for you to really feel the impact of that yet yeah exactly and and you know <clears throat> as we get deeper into the tree you know that that can change really quickly right um and that's another thing kind of like you know about like the we, we've talked a little bit about this internally and something we're working on is just the overall like xp ramp right for raiders like right now like you know we're one year into the game and, and raiders are at like level 10 right and they have access to like you know one tier of talents that doesn't feel like a proper rpg like scaling right mm. um you know once we can get that stat uh you know rework into the game we can look at this XP ramp and we're building out these talents so that the tiers get deeper. We can make some adjustments so that, you know, it, the leveling system makes a lot more sense for Raiders. They have access to a lot more talents, right? And the, the talent tree is deeper. So it's impactful, you know, at four or five tiers deep, it's going to start to feel very, you know, flavorful and, and unique um, with some of these, these characters. So, you know, I, I feel like we're making a lot of great strides, you know, on that side of, of the game design. Um, and then looking at, you know, the other side, you know, is also like the MMO elements, right? The overworld, the fishing, the crafting, right? The, the gathering, all of that Let's stuff go. that really makes it feel like a real MMORPG, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we've been having some great discussions about all of those topics. Um, you know, we've, we've had some like very heated fishing conversations. We have some very passionate fishers on the team. Uh, you know and everybody has their 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 vision you know that they want you know implemented and it's great because we're all coming together and having these debates and taking these good ideas and and making a really cool uh fishing experience that the community is going to be you know really stoked about man um ben you want to talk a little bit about some of the fishing stuff yeah we're um we are like from the game design standpoint we're um just in the finalization aspect of it um, we we have had this ready for some time now at its current point. Um, I'm actually was just before this was working um, 
on getting the final dev implementation sheet over. Um, but it's going to be a really fun experience where you uh, dip your toes in the water of fishing, not actually dipping your toes in the water, but it sure will feel like it uh, because Ken is, you know, just our master of arts and he's doing a great job crafting this immersive experience into the world of crypto raiders um, where you can you can fish with your friends um, and uh, you'll definitely be using those fish for other things besides just catching them um, and then uh, i also for my tournament people who aren't pvpers uh win tournaments for fishing right fishing so let's go want to also introduce a leaderboard um, based off of weight and size of fish so yeah, yeah, that's gonna lots be, of really gonna exciting high. things. That's yeah, going to be sweet, sick. dude. Yeah, and then, I might and even then... like. I might even like make another Discord so I can secretly <laughs> join those tournaments. <laughs> Judge. Judge. Why is this guy? Why is this guy never on mic, dude? He's, he talks a lot like Rai Guy, but he's just never there. <laughs> dude, he shit talks just like Rai Guy does, but. Uh... <laughs> We'll, re- we'll recognize you by the the when you post a gif and then you just immediately delete it out of discord <laughs> you're you'll post like a very naughty gif you know and then you just delete it out real quick but yeah dude uh fishing's fishing's gonna be a lot of fun you know having basically a few different instances you know that players can go into you know like uh the fishing dock in portwind or you know the pond in portwind or you know the the lake near portwind right um and then, you know, having unique fish per, you know, location, right? And you have to, you know, have different fishing level to access different, you know, points, uh, different instances. Um, and, you know, it, it's going to be a very full and, and complete um, yeah. fishing uh, mini game. Another thing I'll say about fishing is it's really, it's a cool um, jumping grounds uh, for us because it's it's going to be, it's going to be our first uh, situation where we're actually going into the MMORPG aspect of skilling um, it, where where we had alchemy and we had herbalism. We still have those, but those are very passive skills. Those are going to be our first active skill. It's going to follow uh, an XP ramp or we're going to we're going to tweak the XP ramp so that it makes sense. Something reminiscent of, of RuneScape or other MMORPGs where you have this sense of progression uh, and you get those dopamine hits like you know what you're trying to go for and you're hitting it as, as often as you can. We want players to be immersed in this, and we want you to feel like you are uh, you have goals to move towards. No, that's going to be so yeah, awesome. Man. You know, one thing, you know, one thing I wanted to say as we were talking about classes is, and this, this is something that just, I don't want to say I was surprised by, but I feel like it could have been very easy to create classes that were just good within the game that we currently have you know i and what i mean by that is that a druid obviously can heal himself so right now right he's the most powerful right but like wizard and and rogue you know maybe not as powerful right now but once we get to like the actual mmo aspect and where we have multiple parties and all of that is in play like all those aspects of an mmorpg are going to come in to fruition and we're not gonna have to do anything about it it's just gonna happen you know what i mean and I love that you guys started building that way right off the bat. Instead of just, let's build a bunch of classes that can compete and rock, paper, scissors kind of deal, right? Like, no, you guys got right into building classes that maybe not can't compete right now, but that doesn't matter. We're not going, it's not right now. We don't, we're not caring about right now. We're caring about the future. 
And, you know, for me, that's what really, you know, sh shined for me is the fact that you guys are building it that way. Um, and yeah. yeah, go ahead, Sarah. A, a lot of the skills, uh, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them are pretty forward looking as well. Like if you look at the, the Druid's heal spell, like that spell is allowed to target other raiders, uh, other allies. The, um, what is it? The, the howl on the barbarian. That's a, that's a global effect. It's not just a, targeting one enemy. It's targeting the whole enemy team. It's targeting the whole ally team. Like the, these, a lot of these abilities are made looking forward to these, the multiplayer scenarios that we're looking to get. Yeah. And that's another cool challenge that we have on this team, right? Is that we're live shipping something. And, and so we're trying to keep our players uh, invested uh, time-wise. We want you all to have fun. Um, we want to have fun while we're doing it too. But we're also trying to make sure that every step is a progression forward for the long-term vision of one year, of two years, you know, hosting more than the players that we have now, because ultimately that's the goal, right? Um, we want to share the love of Crypto Raiders with uh, thousands of other concurrent players. Yeah, just, you know, talking about like, you know, dungeons, you know, specifically, you know, some we were talking about uh, earlier today on a, you know, a game design call, you know, hey, what are the, what are the current systems, you know, that we want to improve? You know, what are what are the future systems, you know, that we want to build, right? And what are things that just overall need polish and just downright improvement, right? And, you know, speaking on like, you know, dungeons and like the multiplayer experience, right? That was, you know, one of the top things that came about, you know, multi, yeah. multi, multi raider encounters, you know, multiple boss encounters, you know, uh, random boss encounters that come up, spontaneous ones, right? self-movement things that make that dungeon experience just feel much more complete like a true mmorpg you know um and like ben said that's one of the you know fun challenges about crypto raiders right is keeping the content going and keeping you know the the community and players engaged while also looking to build a game that we're really excited about you know if, with the final product in in a year so yeah it, that, that live the fact that we're like constantly live shifting things We've been doing, we've been building crypto raiders for like a year now. And I heard a statistic uh, earlier in the week. I, I read somewhere that the average game, uh, the average RPG takes six years of development before it's able to come out, the average MMORPG, which I thought when I heard that, to me, that was just amazing to think that six years is quite a long time to just be building something behind the scenes without showing anybody anything. Yeah. I mean, you know, just there's a lot of, of work that goes into building a game, right? Between, you know, you know, developers, game designers, artists, you know, a marketing team to get people excited about the game, right? There's, there's so many different factors that, that go into it, you know, and um, I think that's something that when you get into anything in life, right, there's always a little bit more depth and a lot, you know, more to it than people see on the surface level, right? Um, so yeah, man, I, I think we've done a, we're doing a good job, you know, building towards, you know, a product that we're, we're really excited about and, and building towards the crypto raiders of the future, you know, um, and that's where, you know, we've made some of those, you know, organizational shifts that we've made over the past, you know, several months, right? Like step one was, you know, stepping back and let's do a longer development cycle and, and focus on, you know, hitting larger, larger content goals that progress the game forward, as opposed to being worried about hitting a weekly update that has like marginal impact on, on the player base. Right. Um, that's kind of step one, you know, step two is like, you know, hiring more, more devs, right. We, we we're bringing on uh, a substantial number uh, of additional dev resources, uh, you know, shifting, you know, Adam and, and Ben into game design and 
solely focusing on that and driving that part forward, right? Um, hiring more artists, like all these things that we're, we're doing to, you know, scale um, the game. You know, I think we're, we're making a lot of those those moves in, in, a, in a good measured way. Yeah, so I got uh, some questions. Uh, basically, how you think about combining two classes? Is it possible? Like Com hybrid classes? Yeah. In some games, you can take a main class and a side class. It's like yeah, a sub -class. So that's something that Guild Wars does. I, I used to play that a, a bunch in high school that you were able to get. But you chose your primary class and you'd be able to get a secondary and get access yeah. to some of those skills. That's that's one option of being able to do that. I mean, we 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 don't even have the other two classes that we're that we're making. They're not even out yet. So it's it's hard to say like how we're gonna end up tackling that uh, or like tackling job advancement or. Uh, but there there are a lot of different ways that we could go about that. Yeah, I'll say I'd be more inclined to introduce aspects that allow you to promote your own flavor on a class than to introduce necessarily like a dual classing system. Um, but I, I'm totally with you. Like, I agree that the players should have a lot of freedom in how they play, um, which is what I push for a lot in game design is like, um, you know, like even Sathir, he, he, he was like, he was struggling with one of our game design updates and so we actually shifted it up a little bit because he was like i want to i want to be like gandalf and so like taking that into perspective and like what does the player want to do how do we allow the player to play the way that they want to play um, yeah. so there's a lot of challenges with that but it's something that i'm a, i want to be a big champion of of is like letting keenan play the way that keenan wants to play within within obviously the ground rules of the game but um I definitely don't want to take something for, you know, for no reason, you know, we don't want to change yeah. the rules to, to limit you without reason. Yeah. Well, that's, and, that's like how players like can like shift a meta, right. It's like, they'll mm -hmm. find cool new unique combinations that yeah. like maybe like we didn't even think of and, you know, the community will test it and get into the weeds there and, and come up with really cool stuff. So I, I agree with that, Ben. People pick yeah. up a character that's meant to like be a, a melee DPS and they'll build them like a mage and it ends up working yeah. out really well. So basically I used to play a game and I was doing basically everything that you don't do normally, but I was still better than all of them. So giving the freedom to test, you're going to find out better ways to play your class. Mm -hmm. Especially some people like to be tanky. Some people just don't want to be tanky. They want just to be sneaky and killing everyone as uh, fast as possible. Not yeah. everyone having the same style. So if we do like one class and one option for these people, they have to make an improvement of themselves and doing it, which isn't really that great if I want to play a game like I want of my style. Mm. Yeah, I think like yeah, a good exactly. example is like a, a barbarian, right? So like you could have yeah. a barbarian play as like a like a hard tank, right? Who just is about like absorbing damage and staying up, or you could play him like a bruiser, right? Like where he's really about dishing out damage yeah. and really living on the edge, right? He's he's constantly pushing that life low and, and dumping rage, right? But like uh, allowing diversity within a class is like fun. That 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 adds yeah. a lot of flavor to the game, you know, and it keeps you guessing too, and like pvp situations because uh, you, do, you don't like have to just guess like okay like what abilities is this character using like what style of play is this guy gonna be right is he gonna right. be you know heavy tank is he gonna be that bruiser yeah. type i'm yeah. not sure if you played paladin 
it's basically a game where you can uh, take your character and doing a class and there's like underclasses of it like you said someone want to be tanky someone want to be more like a slayer and that's i think a great uh, option that you could add in the future we are looking for a feature of maybe two three years we don't have to do everything right now because i know you need to take it step by step and going forward which everyone wants to know when is fishing <laughs> when fishing um so i think our next big content release will be late q3 um early q4 um you know we yeah. we wanted to push initially for early september but you know looking at you know the, the overall uh lift that's going to go into to doing a really cool experience something that you know we're going to be really happy about the community's going to be really happy about um just going to take a little bit longer than we initially intended and you know yeah. our our, our way of thinking internally is you know more of like let's do things right and let's do it right the first time and let's build yeah. something with quality right like let's let's take a little bit more time and let's let's yeah. do a banging job something that we're all really proud of um so, because i think that uh getting into this like rush mentality doesn't do anybody any favors yeah. you know so are you thinking so that we... i have also go ahead keenan oh, thank you thank you oh you can <laughs> yeah you can go keenan uh, so basically, I had also a lot of talks with lately some big companies, and I have learned one lesson from them. Basically, there is deadlines, and no one is gonna get it. Deadlines are there to get break of them. Of course, you could try your best to seek to get it finished, but most likely you don't have. You want to put the product one time out, and being able to everyone have like a play. That's why I don't understand why people are rushing right now that you have to do it a few months ago. They want a product that is good of quality, but they don't want to wait for it. Impatient, I don't understand impatience. some of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like the just the way that everything runs in today's world, right? Like, yeah. things instant, are just like fast, 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 and instant. Yeah, yeah, you know, and like Zero said, you know, the, the average MMORPG is, you know, what, under development for like six years before they, they come yeah. to market, right? Um, and you know what? It, it's just a different um, type of like model that yeah. we've, we've pursued here, and that's totally fine. You know, um, and we're yeah. here to build and through the long term, and you know, we're here to absorb the criticism and the the praise and whatever comes yeah. with it. You know, and long term, it's just about building a badass game that's going to have some very unique flavor that makes it stand out from other games. It's not. It doesn't yeah. just feel like I'm playing some cookie cutter MMO. You know. You could whip something up in, you know, a month or two, I guess. It's going to be like a, a copy of another game, right? But yeah. who wants to do it? Who wants to do that? No no unique flavor. And also, uh, if we look into the big games like World of Warcraft, it, when it went out, it had a lot of bugs. And they took, like, if I don't remember myself wrong, it, they took almost two years to fix these bugs. And if we look now, we had a bug lately with the Unity, and it got fixed in two weeks maybe three, I'm not sure about that date, but yeah. we can see that the team is working on getting improvement. And I don't understand, like people today, I was reading the chat and I got like someone who is not being happy of getting 1.7% per month if he is taking his traders. And in my opinion, that's a pretty great uh, return on investment. If you go to any bank, you get like one, two percent maximum. And if you do it for once month, and then it's an investment that's improving, not just like fiat, it's gonna down, it's gonna up. Yep. And that's what I don't understand of people. They are looking 
at everything like uh, crypto stuff that's a DeFi project who is launching and going to moon probably and dying after two months but this project is about a game a long-term plan system yeah, this guy's yeah pre- this I, guy's I, preaching right here I, I think you brought up a lot of good points keenan you know about like uh the, like the hype cycle has kind of like infected yeah. a lot of of people's minds and the way that they view things you know um you know at the end of the day we've we've always been you know really consistent about our, our number one goal is to build a game a, a fun game that's gonna uh, get people excited and uh, that's gonna you know last over time you know and it's something that's gonna yeah. take us time to build you know uh, and that's why when we minted man like we, we minted characters at like very low prices it, it ETH was yeah. at like sixteen hundred, seventeen hundred dollars. We minted the, the Raiders Gen One Raiders at point oh one five to point oh three. You know, it was very yeah. low mint cost. You know, we didn't raise you know absurd amounts of money on the yeah. NFT minting. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, like it, it's always just been about building the game. You know, and touching on you know the the long term goals. That's yeah. where it's like if we can build a great game, you know. 60,000 Raiders isn't like a crazy number, you know, if, yeah. if we only have 50,000, 60,000 players, this game's probably like not that huge of a, of a success. Yeah, it, we want this I to be don't massive. Think that the players a problem and more, the problem was like, we're getting in the beer market, more people are leaving the space and we just stand by with a lot of supply, but not like uh, in, improving of their community. It's not of your side. It's just about beer market and everyone is feared of it and just leaving. It's basic human. And I want to let everyone know who want to unstake and sell his radar. DM me you. I'm going to do a OTC deal with you. No matter how many radar tokens you got, just DM me. And I'm going to dump it to you on $10. <laughs> Promise. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh... Yeah, I think that uh, the hype cycles are, are like they're they're tough, dude. You know, because yeah. it's, it affects people's perception of of the game, right? But really, it's yeah. just about the game. You know, the the tokens go left, right, up, down, whatever yeah. way they go. It's not something that we we focus on. You know, we focus on the game. Um, yeah, and yeah, man, like long term, you know, people yeah. are gonna these cycles people are going to come and go that's part that's part of life yeah, but basically I still every look at... hype got a second time so it's not going to like one time it's going to have a hype it's going to be a second third fourth time you're just going to be stay and be early and focusing on the right stuff not just going around and trying to get every hype with it just build yourself in one project mm-hmm. or maybe one sector like play to game uh, play and earn not sure how you want to yeah yeah yeah, yeah it, I, I think it's think play and play to play to own you know is a much like, yeah. stronger language you know play to earn comes off very like you know I, just it, it's not a sustainable yeah. you know model of things My you know play for fun there it is games gotta be fun yeah. first so what i think is strong is people are just coming getting the hype or trying to get the hype losing their entire money leaving the space and saying fuck it that was a mistake Whoa, i'm not gonna come anymore Oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like, it, what's what's really unique about like, you know, Web three gaming are those Web three elements, right? Where you're able to lean into the to the personal ownership, and you're able to fund yeah. things that you just can't do in a normal game, right? So, like, well, you know, a fun thing that we were we were talking yeah. about the other day are guilds, right? And like, how could we have guilds be a lot more 
you know, fun and, and robust and yeah. something that people are excited about, you know, and what if people had the ability to like, you know, basically their guild could like fight for a certain location on the map. They dominate those resources. They basically own them. They're able to sell them yeah. to other players. The only way you could like get, you know, this resources from this guild maybe, but then what if like another guild comes in and like takes out that guild and then yeah. now they run the joint and you could create these like whole like guild cartels that just like run, you know, segments of the economy, right? Yeah. It, it like it, it could be really, really fun and unique. And the players could own all of those assets themselves and it's independently determined, not you know, not by us, right? Uh, that's really fun. Things that really web free enable. Yeah, that's so yeah. exciting. Like I mean, when I when the reason I even got into crypto rares when I was doing my research was the fact that we could have an MMORPG where we own own everything, right? Pretty much everything. And that yeah. that's so exciting. Uh, just, I mean, think about any, any kind of aspect of a game, uh, MMORPG, whatever element within that game, and that could be an owned asset. Like, that's just mind-boggling almost. Yeah, so uh, be, I need to be honest. I started Cryptorators. First time I wasn't really looking to it. I just aped in. That was the first in? exit I did. <laughs> yeah. Love it. I, and it was, I think I got tokens at 10 cents or 8 cents, 9 cents around it. So it was really a good time to buy. And I just thought, why not? The project has potential. I didn't done my research. I just looked down what you have read the last announcement and just bought in. And then <laughs> afterward, my research, and I think that was the right decision. I'd say I, always because... knew you're, I always knew you were a true DJ and keen. That's how I, I got like, eight moon turtles or whatever you know and i'm still got them i just <laughs> i just saw a call just like yeah just buy 10 of these things fuck it yeah you, know? you, you all got your moon turtles and like a week later i was like i, I felt the fobo because you all had them i got my moon turtle and i was like what am i doing with this? yeah you made it you made a good call there to, uh, be happy you didn't got a moon peep what a Dude, moon I've, been peep? I, I've been eyeing a moon bird yeah i had moon bird. i had them and i lost a lot uh, I've been I've been eyeing a Moonbird man. I think they're, what they're are they cool at right as hell. Now? No, it was Eight, a Moon eighteen point five or something. Yeah. Oh, uh, I thought you said Moonbirds. Yeah, I love Moonbirds, but um. I know. I you and you kind of hate me because I told you don't to buy. <laughs> Keenan was like, don't don't buy a Moonbird at like ten ETH. I was like, I don't know, man. No, it was fifteen, right? It was fifteen. Yeah, it was fifteen. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. It's it's like marginally uh, more expensive. Yeah, you, in you'd only be up three. I'm teasing. Now. Yeah. No, I he like wouldn't be up, to be honest. He is still down because he wants to buy it at 3k Ethereum price. So he would be down right now. Oh man. Whoa. Don't 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 put it in those terms. So there was a question in chat. I kinda wanna hit this question. because uh, we're you know, yeah. about fifteen minutes, twenty minutes out or so to the end of the show. But um I know classes just came out, but are you have you guys been thinking just Let's throw some spitball ideas out there. What other classes have you guys been thinking about, or if, if any? Well, we have the uh, the knight and the paladin mm -hmm. that we're that we're still looking at. Beyond and those, that's what. Any anything beyond those? So, what's what's kind of halting any progression in other ones is first of all we want to make sure these six come out mm -hmm. uh, out of the gate doing well. Um, the other thing is that they're a combo of the primary stats. In the stat rework, mm. primary stats are going to remain 
there's going to be three primaries and three secondaries. The, the most of the names are changing um, to reflect a little bit better of the the job that they do. But um, the reason I mentioned the stat rework is because of those three primary stats remaining uh, it, classes are a combo. Uh, are they're either um, they're either a pure of one of the solo stat of one of the primary stats or they're a combo. So there are no other combos that exist with just two. Uh, that doesn't mean that others can't exist, but it would, it would take some figuring out and into how that would make, be possible. Um, that said, I would love to see a bard in the game. That doesn't mean we will see one, um, but we'll have to determine based off of like what makes sense. Right. Mm. Yeah, and th this is this is don't take any of what we're, what I'm saying here for gospel at all. But one of the things that I was thinking of that could potentially be a way that we can go and further introduce classes would be some form of type of job advancement. So, uh, with if you look at like the uh, the mage and the barbarian, they're not exactly opposites, but they're pretty close to opposites. A, ma a mage doesn't really like to do what a barbarian does, and mages are usually very smart. Barbarians are usually kind of dumb. Um, but they kind of have the opposite thing going on. So what happens when you combine the two? Well, maybe if a barbarian becomes a mage, they become like a, like a blood knight kind of thing where they, they go in and they, they're doing like hemomancy and they're attacked. They're very reckless and very aggressive. And maybe something like the, the mage going into a barbarian form, maybe they're like an actual blood mage. And maybe something like a druid combining with, I don't know if a druid and a knight would spawn something like a bard but there are ways that you can go about doing those types of things but it's just don't take any of that as as gospel uh it's still if we do something like that it'd be very far out anyway we still have two classes that need to come out still we have multiple trees of those classes that still need to come out and a yeah. ton can change in between yeah one of my favorite uh builds oh. on the the mage in diablo 3 was that like melee mage that you could do and you made the mage super tanky and it would just you would teleport into mobs and blow them up and then you would cast your uh your other spells just dump damage really hard so it felt almost it was like a, a tanky like melee type of mage you know um so like i think there's ways that we can like dive into these different play styles through the the skill tree right um and, and you don't have to have like tons and tons of classes per se, right? right? There's right. like these subclasses where a barbarian is a tank maybe, but then maybe he's a bruiser or like that melee mage type of look. Um, and then one thing that's also important to keep in into you know mind as well is, you know, as we expand into multiplayer, you know, experiences, the classes are going to interact together and synergize in ways that are going to also like play off of each other and enhance and have you know their own strengths and weaknesses that gives it also that that more flavor and depth too so i think there's a few ways that um you know you can kind of accentuate some of these differences uh, like ben said it earlier in the in the, the episode you know it's just all about letting players have choices and and do fun things with the characters yeah um and they'll explore a lot of these different combinations completely on their own and and they're going to tell us like all kinds of things that we probably never even thought of um with you know some of those combinations of of raiders and, and abilities yeah, yeah i love it to be honest we need to do it so that people can just play their style not everyone is gonna be the same as you have said you are like playing the melee 
magic that I never heard of, to be honest. Yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird build, dude. But I had yeah. so much fun playing it. It was so much fun. Like that's another one of my like fun uh, builds that I would play is like a bruiser type of yeah. build, you know, in games where I I'm like I'm kind of like borderlining on like tank, but I'm also like just being a real DPS slut. And I'm getting in there and just laying down damage, but it's like a very risky play style. It's very high high risk, high reward. Yeah. It when it works out, it's great. When it doesn't, like I'm going over eight and like yeah, it's not going yeah, well. But <laughs> I think that's the fun part of it. You had your fun because you was doing what you wanted to do. That's what yep. I think that's gonna be the huge benefit of crypto readers uh, because as a uh, projects are just doing it that you get one class, you can only play it, you don't have the uh, even like you don't have the chances to play like you want. You want you need to play like they want, and I hate it. I I never played MMOGE anymore after they ripped it off, and it was just you can choose one class. It wasn't my place, my playstyle, so I stopped it. And the last game that I played in this time was like five years ago, because I don't believe in doing what you don't like. And my playstyle was pretty much weird. So I also had a damage tank and also a magic that healing. So I was you're just a player that heals himself. I was going to say, you're, you're one of those guys who just heals himself and just tries to stay up forever. <laughs> yeah, I don't trust That's toxic, him. bro. When, when I play a lot of different card games like Magic or Hearthstone or all different kinds of games I've played in the past, I always love deck building and just building the most off-the-walls just strategies that people just like you sit across the table from the person and you're like multiple turns in and they have no idea what they're playing against and then they lose <laughs> and they're like what just happened you just pull out like some ridiculous combo that makes no sense whatsoever and they're just they're in awe and you're just like laughing as the whole thing's happening like when you're able to open up the game and allow people to build the way that they want to build and just kind of do off the beaten path kind of kind of strategies that's when you when you cater to those um what is it those, those are called like a, they're like johnnies johnnies are people that like to build their own strategies and kind of homebrew but when you're able to do that the, those types of people come up with the, the most interesting things mm. yeah yeah completely agree man that's that's like what adds a lot of flavor to to like metas and into the community and like when you play those guys so they just like raffle stomp you in the weirdest way you're just like the fuck just happened you know <laughs> and it makes you just like go back and you're like i gotta like reevaluate yeah. my my whole strategy of what i was just doing this guy just blew my mind you know yeah. and those are those are the fun moments in games those those wow moments you know uh yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. Efficient I got... oh you can go no no go go ahead Kenyon. Uh, so we get now that you can choose your class but how you want to balance it it's basically very hard because I have seen in other games and they didn't really done it well. So I'm interested how you want to achieve this goal. I think a lot of classes could be good at doing different things. Um, so I think that's one of the important things is to define what classes are good at doing what types of things. So like the, the Druid's a good example of like it's a class that's defined as being able to, to be supporting its team. It's allowed to heal itself. It's allowed to buff its allies. So it's 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 about coming up with just good good strategies for and defined types of strategies that different classes can do, and of course people can build their characters to do slightly different things and ha be, be have variations. But 
I think you'll you'll probably have some classes that are better at doing like types of certain types of PVE content. Some classes that might be better in PVP. Some might be better in in multiplayer PVP. And it's that that's probably I think where a lot of the the balance comes from is just different classes are good at doing different things, and each one has its own kind of niche that it fills. But how do you want to do it in PvP? That's a real question. In in PvP, I th I think um the multi multiplayer battles will do a lot of that. I mean, right right now there's definitely a lot. Of, we're trying to make sure that we're bringing the 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 mage in line, like bring the 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 rogue in line, because they're they're a little weak when you look at them compared to the the barbarian or the druid. So that's just a matter of just watching people play with them, see what needs help. And you, you help out the classes when they need help. And if something seems a little too dominant, probably need to bring that back a little bit. Yeah. If all classes are good at all things like PvP, um, th then they're not really a specialization, right? Yeah. Um, if you if you flavor them differently and they do a certain task within that thing, they're great, right? So um, a wizard is going to do great in PvP because they're hitting hard really fast. Um, because they have all of their mana right off the bat. Uh, people, raiders that can defend, like the knight and uh, the paladin, will be able to tank those hits, right? Um, yeah. But a druid, it, but what I mean by this isn't that druid can only heal and only buff. It can definitely stand up against others in PvP, but it's definitely going to shine as a specialization when faced with others as allies, because that is the specialization, the class of the druid. Obviously, it's doing great right now. So uh, it, it's definitely doing well in PvP right now. Um, but but that's an important note in gameplay. I think is that like if if it's not if it's not good at one thing and then not as great at another, then it's not really a specialization. Yeah, I, th I think like you mentioned earlier, uh, Ben. Like you know, they have to have that unique flavor, um, and mm -hmm. and that's part of where like in any MMO, you know, you're going to be required to have like a tank in your party. You're going to have to have like one or two heals. You're going to have like maybe one or two DPS. You're going to want different types of DPS, right? You're going to want somebody who maybe is like a physical damage, somebody who slaps down magic. Like you're, you're going to need that, that full comp to make a, a well-rounded team. Right. But then like, you know, Ben was kind of saying in some one V one situations, like just because of the natural ways that like certain, like characters would counteract each other right like a barb like would probably be, be pretty tough again like one of one v one against a mage because he's going to be able to get into her face and and hit her quick um versus you know the the mage is you know pretty light right so gonna absorb a yeah. lot of damage quickly so I, I think it's just all about like zero you know touched on you know hey monitoring yeah. things staying in touch with the community we have a great you know uh you know community testing team and we're, we're constantly in touch with the PVP side of things, you know, seeing like, Hey, what's the meta, how are things feeling? And we can adjust up and down. What brings things in line in a lot of different games. It's not like the, the games are like perfectly balanced. It's more like diff different things have different counters and it's just making sure that there are enough counters to make sure that whatever's oppressive can be brought in line. And mm -hmm. if whatever's oppressive isn't being brought in line, you need to make sure that the counters can do what they need to do to stop it. And that's where the metagame comes from is if you, if you know, strategy a is really good. Well, then you want to play strategy B to 
beat strategy A. And then you can get a layer deeper and think, okay, well, I think a lot of people are going to be playing strategy B to beat strategy A. So I should play strategy C to get one step ahead. And that's, that's where the mind games and the, the metagaming really comes into effect. I think when it comes to PvP right now, um, like we can control that in terms of, well, this PvP tournament is only, you know, mages or this PvP tournament is only rogues or what have you. I mean, in, in, in long term, it's not going to be like that, of course, because we're going to have, you know, multiple, you know, uh, abilities and stats and all of that. Class tree will be more advanced. So, I mean, I think PvP right now, it's just, it's just one of those caveats that we just got to, you know, deal with until we get to the point where the game is where we want it to be. Um, with that said, um, we're getting near the end of the episode, but I do want to ask this question because you mentioned quarter three, early quarter four, uh, Tyrael. Um, is that for overworld and fishing and paladin and knights, or are you thinking something else? Yeah, paladin and knight, along with the tier two abilities, will, will probably come before the big content uh, release. Uh, the the tier two abilities are, are basically done along with the you know the paladin and um, knight. It's just a, a matter of dev implementation. Okay. Um, so we'll, we'll probably push those out before the the big release. Uh, but the big release would include uh, the overworld and, and fishing uh, mini game, um, which would be you know our first dip into the multiplayer type of experience. Um, and then yeah, the stat rework is also factored in there um, as well. And we'd like to get uh, trading in um, as another component. Gonna, you're talking about Keenan. You're talking about those hype, those hype moments. That's going to be a hype moment. Yeah. Like, no, it's not really about the projects. About the sector, like play and play to earn had its hype, and it's going to have it again. And I think, in my opinion, it's going to be the future. In few years maybe not now we're gonna see a lot of people coming from the normal gaming to play to earn basically i i was playing lol and i paid like 200 euros just for skins that i don't even use yeah and it's not only in this game it's almost in every game and that's mm -hmm. a big problem we need to fix and i think play to earn is gonna fix it and that's why i believe in this project and this will uh sector of uh, projects i'm not only into crypto as i am also in other games but they are not similar it's more like other game state yeah you're bullish on you know nft gaming and, and web3 gaming as a whole you yeah know? and i i think that uh, i completely agree something that i was you know just thinking about over my vacation and uh, just realizing how 99 percent of the the gaming population doesn't even know that nft games exist and you yep. know what's really going to bring those guys into it is a is a fun quality game that is they enjoy playing that excites yep. them. There's going to be new features. There's going to be new new parts of it that that get them into it. And the Web three part is going to be like a whole other exploration inside of it that they'll get into through games, right? So yeah, uh, basically the on ramp would be very easy and, and simple for a player you know maybe it's free to play maybe it's you know a, a small cost up front for for a character where they're able to buy an nft and fiat yeah. right and if they want to get into the blockchain and they want to start bridging more them out and they want to start you know moving materials between raiders they can do so but you know if they just want to play a, a very simple you know uh, experience that they don't have to worry about the blockchain they don't have to yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But I feel don't understand some points of the wall. Uh, like I have heard lately that Steam deleted and removed every NFT game of its platform, and we can clearly see they are not going to just remove anything they they don't think as a potential enemy of them. Just a couple weeks ago, yeah, they also... put Honey Pop on there. <laughs> they did Honey Pop. Yeah. <laughs> I need to Google it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Tina's like, I gotta Just get some. Just a couple weeks ago, Minecraft also banned NFTs from like all their things, and all of the 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 hate that it gets from just the the people that are like they're aware of NFTs but they don't fully understand what's happening. There's this one person that I followed on, on YouTube and Twitter for a very long time, and this guy, I, I I respect this guy's opinion in a lot of things, but he's so bearish on NFTs and only has negative things to say. But then he'll also go and complain about like, oh dude, like he'll he'll talk about how it's very important for people to own the physical copy of games because if you don't own the physical copy, then at any point the company can take away the game from you. And it's like, you're, you're hating on NFTs, but you're also at the same time talking about why you <laughs> want contradicting them. And it just, it's, it's so funny listening to people just yeah, talk like, about it. They don't, I don't think he's don't hating it. it. Yeah. They, they don't understand it. They, they yeah. look at the, they look at the, the multi hundred thousand dollar board ape and they're like, all NFTs are a scam. I would never pay this much money for a picture of a monkey. And it's yeah. like, all right, dude, you don't get it, and that's fine. But just don't hate. Just yeah. give it some I, think, like, I, I don't. I don't. I don't use. I don't use. Uh, you know, an EpiPen because I don't have those kinds of allergies. But I'm not going to call them a scam just because you don't want to buy a picture of a monkey. Doesn't mean it's a scam. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I think it's just about like you know the all any technology, right? That like is revolutionary and it's a completely different thing it takes time for people to understand you can go back and you can look at like the internet and see just draw the parallels between the blockchain and the internet right and like all of these these technologies to get like adopted by the masses is it's not through like educating them all to the to the t right it's through making the products and experiences very seamless and easy for them to integrate and understand and then if they want to dive deeper into them and, and really get into the weeds they can right but like the average person doesn't even know what's going on under uh, on under the hood of their car in, in their computer in anything right they know how to use the product because it's simple and intuitive and it makes sense and adds value to their life right and it's going to be the same thing with the, these nft games and nft technology you know like it's really easy to point at like some of the, the the hype cycles and the greed you know and just shit on it it's like easy like i yeah who, who like you know it's easy to feel salty as a guy who sees like somebody sell a half a million dollar board ape and you're like oh dude what did that guy do like what this ape doesn't mean anything fuck that and they get really upset right yeah um and then it gets them like salty towards the, the underlying blockchain technology but um Again, yeah, the, like as the technology evolves, the products evolve, yeah. things become more adoptable. This this will all start to, to fall into place and make sense. For I think, think he's got a point because most of the NFTs that are outside Nitron are going to die. They are really nonsense. I, we bought all of us some NFTs. We are asking ourselves why we did it. So I got one time a big butt NFT and I got eight <laughs> of them. <laughs> Sometimes I ask myself what I'm doing, but yeah, basically NFTs are used right now just to generate money. In the future, we are going to see the quality of the NFTs and they are going to stay. Mm. That's, he got a point. A lot of NFTs going to die and yeah. it's fine. It's, they have to die. 
so we can develop ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I mean, you go through your, you know, your open sea profile, and sometimes it's looking through like a broken dream. Yeah, you know, it's just like, man, these are, these all looked really good at one time, but you know, now not so much. Uh, totally, totally agree with you, Keenan. Uh, yeah, it's all just part I of the evolution. The best. <laughs> we all make mistakes. Keenan's been studying when he's smoking that grim weed in the other room, dude. He's been <laughs> he's been putting on the uh, he's been going to the lab in there. I like it. It was a good idea when you bought it in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Any final thoughts that you have for the future of Cryptorators? Uh, whether it's related yeah. to classes or yeah. future developments, etc. Yeah, I, I just want to say one thing because I've, I've been meaning to interject this and I just never got a chance. Earlier, Keenan had said that... Uh, you could see a lot of the advancements and stuff that we're making over time. I just want to just pat, give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back. Like the class release, to, I feel like that class release was like the smoothest release that we've ever done as far as any of our major releases has gone. And like I think back to when we released Olgo, and it's just like this this went so smooth compared to like the Olgo release, and it's just we're just, we're slowly getting there. So I just wanted to give ourselves a bit of a pat on the back for that one. Yeah, man, I think yeah. those, you know, like what we talked about earlier, you know, in the call about, you know, making some shifts in our mentality and the way we're, you know, we're, we're looking at projects, the way we're looking um, at time horizons, you know, and the, the alignments that we've made in the, in the team, right? Uh, I think we've made a ton of strides. You know, you can really uh, see internally. I know the community, you could see it a little bit by through a smoother class release. And I think you'll see it through more, you know, smoother releases in the future and just more QOL improvements uh, to the game. But the, the the dev and game design teams are really firing on all cylinders, working together uh, in a really cohesive way, uh, and building towards, you know, some really fun new features that we're really excited about, man. So um, yeah. we love the community. We would love you guys. Uh, we're excited to keep building this game and just keep growing Crypto Raiders. You know, this is our, our passion. We're we're all so excited and fired up to, to work on this every day. You know, our, our game design calls and internal calls where, we're, you know, we're discussing these things. We got guys with a ton of passion um, talking about these things and a lot of hardworking, intelligent people. Um, so very bullish on our team and, and the future of the game. Yeah. I think an important thing about that is we're all working on something that we like we all actually really want to play and like we this is something that we want to see really come into fruition because it's just it's exciting yeah man I, I can't wait to you know be duking it out with other guilds you know i don't think it's appropriate if i have a guild so i'll probably have to have you know some uh other other i'll have to do a bin dude and make my make my yeah. alternate ego <laughs> you know <laughs> Yeah, but you know, just just all of those Web three elements and the fun things that Web three uh, enables us to do with games. You know, um, it's it's really special, and I think uh, the more that we keep releasing and getting you know that MMO RPG out, that true feel, community's just going to get more and more hyped. Man, we've yeah. got a we've got a lot of runway. We've got you know time to build this. I'm excited, dude. Yeah, I also need to add on, yeah, a lot of people are looking just short term and I don't think that's a smart way to invest. I know people who sold their Ethereum at 20 bucks and they are now almost crying and going after 9 to 5 jobs. 
just because they didn't uh, look for the long-term potential. And that's a big problem. I see a lot of people who are like sitting on their investment and staking and think like, yeah, I'm going to sell it. And if you sold it, and it, it's going to moon anytime soon. We are in a bear market. We're going to get over to a bull market. So we just need to be patient about and you are building it. You are not just chilling and doing nothing and just saying, yeah, yeah, it's gonna, in the bull market, we are gonna do it. You are just using this time to do all this stuff and get later on. And that's what I love about crypto is that you are just going forward even so if you don't have to, basically. Yeah, so is this financial advice? <laughs> yeah, it's a finance. I I am allowed to do a financial advice at CIO. This is not affiliated with uh, crypto <laughs> raiders. So yeah, not one, anyway. Opinion, opinion, Keenan is um, not uh, on the team. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the team. Trust me. We love false advertising. <laughs> That's awesome. We love, we love you, kid. Yeah, absolutely. Well. On that note, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode seven of Council of Elders. It's been an absolute pleasure hosting alongside Tyrio, the one and only Matt Powell, uh, Rye Guy, Saro, Keenan. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, well, not tuning in, but for being here and uh, joining us and giving us your awesome knowledge. Um, with that, let's do a quick giveaway. Dropping 2,500 orum to someone. Going to drop it here in... Well, I'm going to stop the giveaway here in three, two, one, boom. Good luck to everyone. I would everyone. see if they're going to win. Uh, let's see. i probably going to win, just so you all know. Don't hate me if he does. <laughs> here we go. Three, two, oh, uh, I'm going to show this so you guys all see. Uh, can you see it? Yeah. 65 no. tickets. 65 tickets, seven oh, entrants. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Raga, you looking good, dude. <laughs> he is screaming on the giveaway. <laughs> I'm just resting my eyes, I promise. <laughs> it's bedtime for him. Dude, that, was, that was a legendary night. That was a legendary night, dude. Ben, ben was like, we stayed up until like, it was probably like 3 a.m. Finally finished this draft, dude. And Ben's just like, I got to get a game in. And he like <laughs> fell asleep mid like sorting his deck, dude. For context, <laughs> the, for context, the average like draft should take like 30 minutes, maybe like 45 yeah. minutes. Oh, we yeah, spent, It must have been like a clean four and a half hours we were drafting. <laughs> yeah, I, I did that draft over at the LGS, like 45 minutes. That was it. it to, to draft the cards and then build your deck. I was like, God, what? I don't even know what I'm Dude, doing. You, you get like 45 <laughs> seconds. You look at the cards. If you don't know which one you want to take, you got to pick one and pass it on. <laughs> oh, it was insane. Damn. The Crypto Raiders team likes to, to drink and talk while we, uh, while we draft. We, uh... I a lot of distractions. So. I can't see Ruka loving sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my son with me. I was able to sleep for once. <laughs> hey, Butter. Yeah, this is his only opportunity. Butter and Bro, congratulations. You got 2,500 Orm coming to you. Hit me up over on Discord, Langley, uh, with the one, or just you know message the, the Cryptorator channel here on Twitch, and I will get your address. Again, Tyrio, Ryguy, Sero, Keenan, thank you so much for tuning in. Everyone else. We will see you next time, episode 8, uh, in a couple weeks, all right? Peace out, everybody. Later. Peace.